0: But it's really important to know the staying power and the quality of your work and to not try and sell a piece that you created with cheap paints or on a cheap service.
1: Welcome to the Bold Artist Podcast Summer Sessions, where we're talking about hot topics for the season that'll make a difference to your art. I'm your host, Mary Janelle, joined by my co-host, Sharla Marskalk. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Bold Artist Podcast Summer Sessions. We're here with hot topics of the season, and I have been doing a Q&A with Sharla asking her Questions that all the artists and students within Bold School are often asking. And Sharla, you're the expert. So (laughs) we just love to ask you questions.
0: A few things.
1: (laughs) Okay. So uh, in our summer session so far, we have been covering even uh, like some practical questions. Um, You know, things like how do you finish the sides of your canvas? And what do you varnish with? And what's how do you keep your acrylics from drying out? If those episodes haven't aired already, they will be very shortly. And um, so we're talking about all these really useful kind of hot topics. And there is a hot topic and I don't mean for it to become controversial, but... Or maybe we do. Or maybe we do. (laughs) Artists are wondering this. Um, What is the importance of using professional grade paint versus economy or student grade paint in our artwork. Now, before you answer, I just want to right. make a definition here. I just want to make a distinction that when I say economy or student grade, I am not meaning dollar store paint. I'm not meaning cheap $1.50 tubes that you are but doing a craft with. Why? I am referring to a still a pricey paint that is found in an art supply store that would be labeled student grade or economy um, that are often premixed colors but they're vibrant, they're pretty good quality. I would call those student grade or economy in my distinction versus almost double the price artist grade quality high-end paint important that an artist needs especially one going pro needs to know about the differences between our price point in paint economy versus pro paint and and like how we have to approach that
0: well I'm not a pro in knowing all of the differences I know there's some people we could have on here that would list out every fact and ingredient and Mm -hmm. every reason but um for me it's for me uh, when i want to go pro um okay i'm going to start with a story from my dad one one of the okay. things he said is is which it,
1: by the way I need to say I like Charla's dad is the best so listen closely to the story he's he's a man a that you guy. all wish you would know <laughs> she's painted him before his his face to me is a portrait because it's he's one of her most fisherman. stunning portraits Yeah. Yes. so fisherman. I just had to interject that that we love Charla's dad so tell us what your dad says <laughs> or the story <laughs> so
0: the saying he says is you got always got to know what's under your feet know what's under your feet and Mm. he's a fisherman and he became he smarted he started small boat fishermen and he worked his way up to big boat fishermen who would go 200 miles offshore and fish for crab and shrimp and um, he knows his stuff and he's like know what's under your feet because when you're 200 miles offshore I mean that's insane weather and you're out there spending a ton of money and fuel to get there and you, Mm. you need the gear to get get the fish and get the catch, but you also need to keep you and your crew safe because that's the most important thing is your safety. But what's the point in being Mm -hmm. out there if you can't get the fish? So he's like, you have to have good quality gear. And if you've got any interest in doing well in the business, just spend the money and get the gear. And it Mm. meant it was important to them because it was, it was life and death. But Mm. I think when it comes to succeeding in life and doing well in, in your vocation and doing well in business, having the right gear is really important because it, it makes you able to do the work well. And when you do the work well and you spend money on the gear that you're doing to create that work, you can actually sell your work for good prices. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're mm-hmm. going to the dollar store and you're buying a $3 canvas and $2 paint, You're going to get a $5 painting and you're, no matter how it's, there is truth in that an artist can create amazing things with anything, with any tool, but the quality will matter because you're only going to be able to do so much with it and it can disintegrate and it can die. So for us to know what's under our feet means in a hundred years, will our work still be alive, will it even still exist? Will it be wrecked mm-hmm. by light? Will it be torn up because the canvas is so thin? For my dad, it was, will I lose a crew member if I don't have the right gear or the right safety measures or whatever? So we need to know it's under our feet because we need to know that we can do anything with that, with that uh, tool yeah. or with that paint. And as well as and well I wanted as it will last.
1: I wanted to be careful that, to to clarify that I'm not in this question I'm not meaning dollar store paint I'm still meaning those higher higher price point economy paints that there's like a few differences and and I've I've learned a little bit I'm by no means pro at knowing these differences either but I do know that the binder and the minerals that are used in Mm -hmm. the differences between economy and student and an artist grade paint that the binders are higher quality, that the pigments are more pure. Now the question for me lies in what, I guess, what is our purpose for that end piece? Can you practice color mixing um, as proficiently with an economy grade, student grade, like if you're doing practice pieces, can you practice just as good as, as you could with, the pro paint um, part of me believes you can so like I've, I've often thought when I'm doing practice pieces I would use more of economy paint um, practicing meaning these quick studies um, where I just need to learn how to mix that cad red and that you know warm yellow kind of thing and, mm-hmm. and what that means and and then and then I can take what I learn and use the pro paint but one thing I do find is that the thickness of the body is different on those mm-hmm. paints. And so even if you study in the economy paints, you almost have to relearn in the, the heavier bodied paint. Um, what do you think about those things, Sharla?
0: Yeah, I think um, they're all really important considerations. And I think you can learn color theory and you can study and practice with lesser quality, you know, cheaper tools so that you take the pressure off yourself. Cause I know when mm-hmm. I'm using an exhibition canvas and my heavy body golden paints, I don't really wanna just be painting stuff I'm gonna throw away. So for me, <laughs> yeah. it, it made a big difference when I allowed myself to go buy canvases at the craft store rather than the art supply store and do some studies with those canvases. Mm-hmm. But I did always stick with the same paint because I mm-hmm. do, I wanted to practice being able to use that paint well and I really wasn't interested in having lots of different paints to use but at the same time if you're wanting to use like the the lower price point paints you need to practice how to use them Mm -hmm. but just you just Mm -hmm. gotta know like it's really just the considerations and knowing that if you're going to practice in one paint brand, like even going from Liquitex, which is I think still a very high quality paint brand, Mm -hmm. going from Liquitex to Golden, they have a different uh, viscosity, right? Mm -hmm, So you just mm -hmm. have to recognize what those are. You just have to know the supplies that you're using. But if you're going to go from a dollar store paint practicing to a Golden paint when you get a commission, you're going to mess up because they're very different paints Mm -hmm. even from the economy ones which are often more transparent and liquidy to the golden heavy bodies if that's what you want to use that's what I use it's a different experience so you just have to know how to Mm -hmm. use those and what the differences are but then going to color theory you can learn color theory in you know using any tool that has color you could learn color theory with colored pencils or watercolors Mm -hmm. but every single brand has different qualities in their pigments, and their pigments are mm-hmm. always going to be a little bit different. None of them are ever going to be perfect or ever going to be pure. So if you're moving from uh, one medium to another medium or one paint brand to another paint brand, you have to be aware that even a cadmium red is not going to be the same. A cadmium red dark mm-hmm. or a teal, like they can label it one thing and it actually be completely different in a different brand.
1: I had this little epiphany come to me when you were talking and it's, it's like we need to not only know our theory but and but we need to know our medium and then we need to know the brand within the medium Mm -hmm. and so there's like three components there you can't just get paint and hope to learn it all with just that brand like it's it's an entire process within those three things the um the theory itself like you said you can learn color theory with any medium but then you have to learn the medium the Mm -hmm. the color theory within that medium because a watercolor paint mixes those colors together so differently than a heavy body acrylic golden versus an oil Yeah. <laughs> and then so then you learn your medium and the mixing within the medium and then you learn the brand because at some point you're choosing your brand
0: yeah and so like one of the stories I tell is when I decided to do to start doing studies on the cheaper canvases but keep my same paints I started as I was doing my studies I was way more relaxed and you know there's no mm-hmm. pressure this wasn't going to be a masterpiece it wasn't going to be in a show and then all of a sudden I started creating pieces I really liked on these little yeah. cheap canvases and then the question arose to me like do I sell these for the same cost the same price do I put them in shows even though they're on a cheap canvas mm-hmm. and the answer to any everyone I asked was well do you consider it art like do you want to sell it mm-hmm. do you consider it art mm-hmm. and so there's there's a lot to take into consideration, and I don't think the answer is ever a simple yes or a no answer. If mm-hmm. you're an established artist and you have a name and you have collectors, they might want that piece and they don't really care because they, mm-hmm. they are recognizing the value in your work. They already know that your work is is good and that, you know, you've you're a pro artist so they'll take this little study and like actually you can buy um like some like like a monet or a van gogh you can buy their sketches i'm not, probably i don't mm-hmm. know if i've ever seen a monet sketch but from <laughs> a lot of these great classic artists you can buy their sketches and they're really expensive so there is value in actually selling those that level of work as well people are will still mm-hmm. be interested in it is as, as an established artist but it's really important to know the staying power and the quality of your work and to not try and sell a piece that you created with cheap paints or on a cheap service that you know is going to degrade and not last. Mm -hmm. You have to take that into consideration when you're selling it and not not try to present it as something that it's not. It doesn't mean it's less valuable. There's a lot of work that, uh, I mean a lot of installation art, I don't even understand the installation artwork, But people pay for these pieces that are actually going to degrade and die really quickly. But they Mm. they sell them for money. I I do not understand that world. I'm not going to be a voice in that world right now. But... um, you can you can do a lot with your work you can really do anything with your work just understand what you've created and understand what who is buying it and why they're buying it as long as they're not Mm -hmm. buying it with the intention of collecting this and investing and hoping it's going to go up in price and in 50 years they'll sell it or it's their retirement budget or something Mm -hmm. and then it's dead in 20 years because you used (laughs) something that's going to eat away at the canvas you know you can experiment but know what you're doing just understand Mm -hmm. what you're using
1: Know what's under your feet. Yes. Know what's, know under, what's your under your feet. I'm not even sure if we fully answered this question, but I think no, what I we've think done we is close. I think what we've done <laughs> is we've provoked some thought <laughs> yeah. uh, to to challenging artists to know what's under your feet and whether you're using economy priced paints or you're using the professional grade. You know what's under your feet and you know the purpose mm-hmm. and what you're doing with with that and how it's affecting the outcome and the long term quality of your work yeah yeah the longevity that's excellent word (laughs) so thank you for joining us today on the bold artist podcast for this thought-provoking conversation in our summer sessions make sure you're on our email list go to boldschool.com find us here on youtube on the bold school channel and we're on all audio apps if you prefer to listen on audio you can hop onto apple google or spotify look up the bold artist podcast and of course on instagram at bold school That's right. And until next time, keep creating and know what's under your feet while you're creating.